We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. So I roll up my sleeves and my last cigarette Walk out the door to sun Hey guys, welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today we are joined with Loose Bricks. Hello, how oh. are you? Oh, well, how are you? Pretty great. Um, so do you guys want to quickly introduce yourselves and the other members of the band and what you guys do? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm Levi. I'm the singer-songwriter of the band. Uh, I'm Aaron, I'm the drummer of the band. And then um, we've also got Corbin, who's our bass player, and... Toddy, who is lead guitar, um, who aren't with us today. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And so how did you guys meet and go about creating a band all the way in Mildura? Um, so Todd, Corbin and I all went to the same kindergarten together. So we kind of all met when we were like four years old. Um, and then, yeah, went through like schooling and just had music classes together, sort of just jammed. Um, and then later on in about, what was it, year 12, we kind of got to know Aaron. Um, and then Aaron just joined the band last year because we had a member um, leave. So Aaron came in and, yeah, that's our sort of journey Sweet. with us. But, yeah. <laughs> when did you guys, like, decide to actually, like, form a band? When was um, the, like, was, the I think it was in year, uh, the end of, like, year 11. Um, it was Todd and I, Isaiah, and uh, yeah, we had another drummer. And then when we left school, um, Corbin came in on drums as well. So yeah, it was, it was around Sweet. that time. We were like, yeah, let's, let's start a band. Let's start like traveling around and playing. So, and so how many of you guys live together? Uh, just the two of us. Um, Todd lives uh, in Melbourne as well. And then um, Corbs is still in Mildura. Um, we're just sort of working for his old man at the minute, so they're looking to move up um, in the near future. Yeah, yeah, nice. And what what's it like having a band living in Mildura? Like, what's the music scene like over there? <laughs> uh, us? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's sort of nothing really happening when we started playing in Mildura. So, like, the music scene was completely dead, I'd say. Um, and then as we started kind of playing and then we were travelling to Adelaide and Melbourne, we were bringing back bands with us from, like, Melbourne and Adelaide to come and play in Mildura. So True. then that sort of started cycling, like, the music scene back there. Um, and then from there, I guess, there was a few other bands that sort of started up in Mildura as well. Mildura kind of has, like, a massive, like, metal scene. Oh, so really? Like heaps, yeah, it was like heaps of like heavy metal bands. And then we were just in the middle, like slotted in. Like, <laughs> yeah, and so you moved to Melbourne now. How are you liking yeah. it? Besides being uh, stuck inside. Oh, it's been uh, it's been uh, an interesting experience because we did move kind of really excited about a number of shows we had lined up. Um, wanting to obviously go to gigs ourselves as well. Um, and unfortunately, the lockdown sort of shut that door pretty quickly mm. on us but um in terms of lifestyle we really enjoy it we're settled in um Levi and I it's our first time living together so I suppose that aspect of it's been um fantastic as well so 
when we're not in lockdown, uh, it is uh, really enjoyable yeah, living it's here. It's just, it can be a bit challenging at times being so far from all of our families whilst in the lockdown. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, apart from that, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you're close to actual venues now, which is good. Or yeah, close yes. enough. Closer. Closer. <laughs> yeah. Closer. Still, still, a long still not that close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who who came up with loose bricks? Where did that even where did that come from? Uh loose bricks was Zay the past uh bass player. Um and me we're driving home from school. Like this is the time we sort of started the band and we're just trying to think of names. Um, I think we were like super stoned while thinking of this drive home. But we got there and my dad was like jackhammering out this veranda at my house, which was like just brick, like a brick veranda. Um, and then Zay kind of like drove the car like into that pile of bricks. And we we're like, fuck, we just hit the loose bricks. And we we're just like, that's sort of a cool name. So that's like this dumb story behind it, but I guess you go like metaphorical side of it. It's just like the the brick in the wall, like society, the kind of the ones like playing a bit of bit of a loose brick in the wall. So I'm loving it. I love how you just yeah. that into a metaphor as well. Yeah, you just change it off. completely. Yeah. <laughs> just force the play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like writing, production, arranging and everything, what is your what are your processes um so starts off with just me and my acoustic guitar just usually sitting in my bedroom um turning out songs like the skeleton of songs um and then i'll bring that to band practice and we kind of just sit and listen and come up with the parts like yeah aaron and todd and corbin do their do their thing on the skeleton of the song um and then, yeah, Timmy, oh, Tim Evans in Mildura. Yeah, we've got a um, very good friend of ours in Mildura, Tim Evans, who um, runs a production business called Hosea Creative. Um, oh, he's been good. fantastic for us. So we have worked with him for a number of years now. Um, a lot of the creative processes, Levi was saying, takes place um, just in our practices and um, working together. Um, Levi and I, because we live together, we get to spend a lot of time doing that now, which is exciting. Um, but Tim really helped us a lot in the early stages, um, whereas now well, both Levi and I are studying production. So we're sort of looking to um, expand on our skills and understanding of that to really, I suppose, enhance the um, the songwriting process and um, I think open up a few more doors um, musically that we probably haven't had access to um, in the last few years. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Gain a bit of knowledge. Knowledge. So you've just released your third EP, Waves of Mirage. Um, what is Waves of Mirage? What's, what's <laughs> the name? Where do we want to hear all about it? So I think the word Mirage was like our manager, Zach, has uh, two younger brothers that are twins. And I used to work with him in Mildura. And then I just remember him saying one day that his favourite word is mirage. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's, like, that's a really nice word, isn't it? And this, like, this is when I was thinking of the title for the EP too. So I went home and I just like, wrote mirage down and then just 
use heaps of other words that like could go with it. Um, and then, yeah, the last sort of product was just Waves and Mirage. Um, but yeah, I guess that that song itself is kind of just about the emotions that you go through when you're kind of, I don't know, missing someone or someone who's like past. Um, and you kind of, I don't know, they're, they're a bit more of like a mirage in your memory. Um, and like, yeah, see them there, but they're not really there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's like the... And so what what are the what's the holistic idea behind the EP? That's a great question. <laughs> um, I think a lot of the uh, music we tend to pay homage to Mildura and our experience growing up, um, as well as then tying in our, our own emotional journeys through life, typically like the romantic side of things. So um, Ways of Mirage, the EP, really is is really strongly based in that i suppose thought process so um blink is very much about the how quickly life can go um, and really trying to make the most of what you're going through um whether it be good or bad because ultimately life is relatively short in the grand scheme of things um whereas songs like diamonds um and waves of mirage and even winter velvet are a little bit more on that romantic side so i think there's a, a few different sounds but we, we got a few different genres in a sense mm. in the ep so hopefully that the people who do listen will, will find you know one or a couple of particular songs on the ep that they really connect to um lyrically and you know enjoy that particular style of music as well so yeah i think ultimately paying um, homage to our upbringings and, mm. and also the romance that everybody goes through and longs for in life. And yeah. At times the heartbreak that comes with that. Yeah. For sure. And would you say, like, what's the difference between this EP and, like, making it and the processes of making it compared to the other ones that you've made? Um, this one, definitely we spent a lot more time on this third EP. Uh, the past EPs were kind of just, like, I don't know, in and out sessions and just trying to get it finished quickly just to get material out there. So, yeah, this one we definitely spent heaps more time on. Um, and, like, usually in the past EPs, I might only do, like, two vocal takes. But for this one, I think I did, like, probably 10 vocal takes for each song just, like, because there'd be, like, one tiny little bit that I'd want to fix up and just have to do, like, the whole thing again just to get that part. So. It felt really good knowing that we'd spent that time getting everything perfect. Mm. Um, but, yeah, definitely the maturity side of things, um, kind of coming from, like, a Muldura party band in a sense. Like, yeah, if you listen to the last two EPs, they're a bit more, I don't know, party sort of drinking songs and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, the maturity side of it comes in to this third EP. And, um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. How long did it take you guys? Um, well, I think early or mid last year when I joined the band, we'd started tracking um, a few of the songs. We were a little bit lost as to what we were, well, not lost, but kind of tossing up between a few outcomes of whether it was an EP or an album or mm. just a few singles and things like that. So I think the process sort of strung out a little bit. Um, a couple of lockdowns that affected that a bit, but um, 
because Tim's the only um, kind of studio service in Mildura, it's a little bit harder to book out, like, say, a week with him or something like that. So it would be we'd pick a day here and there to to work and we'd have our focus points and right. stuff. And, yeah. Um, so the actual process of it took a few months for the recording side of things um, and then um, going into the production side of things, Todd had moved to Melbourne a little bit earlier than us, so we wanted to really be together when we were able to, I suppose, do the production side of things. So we just wait for when Todd was available to come down to to do that. So it strung out a few more months than mm. probably we'd hoped, but yeah. you know, ultimately we got got to get the EP done. We're incredibly proud of it. Yeah, for sure, yeah. as you should be. <laughs> um, so you've released three EPs. Why have you released? Why have you chosen to release EPs rather than go down the album route? Um, so this, as Aaron was kind of just saying, the EP was kind of planned to be an album at the very start. Um, but yeah, I kind of came to some senses that we weren't really prepared to do a debut album yet with like the new arrangement of Aaron joining the band just wanted to get like a bit more of a um, flow happening and like like just get a bit more tighter and stuff like that and have a bit more experience in our belt with Aaron um, before we started doing anything like close to an album. So, uh, yeah. That's for cool. sure. Yeah, does, that mean, that. does that mean potentially album on the horizon then? Oh, yeah. Well, you could say that. We're, we're working towards that. We don't have any sort of dates planned or anything like that. Yeah, they've just released an EP, Shane. I was trying to let this one get the train. <laughs> um, would you say that these are, like, your favourite songs that you've released so far? If not, what are your favourite songs released so far? These are more favourite. <laughs> They're the only ones I'm involved in. Um, so definitely yeah. more favourite ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, these, I'd have to say, are my favourite too. There's a there's a couple of other like in the past EPs that are like favourites, but um, definitely like the production side and um, my songwriting going to the next level with these ones is definitely uh, yeah I like them a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and what would you say each of your favourite songs of the EP are? Um, well, I'd, yeah, I'd, mine's a toss up between Winter Velvet. Um, and waves of mirage, but I'd say I'd say Winter Velvet, I guess. The yeah. my favorite, the my favorite song to listen to is Waves of Mirage. Um, there's no drums in that, so my favorite song <laughs> to play is Dead Roses. There's no drums in that, not included. <laughs> nah, <but I> think, <laughs> Take um, the back seat for that one. <laughs> because there's no drums in it, I sort of listen to Waves of Mirage um, with a sense of pride because it's the band that I'm in, but also this. Um, ability to just listen to it and go, wow, those guys are incredible and be able to marvel at the other guys in the band. So that's something I really love about that song. <laughs> do you guys, like, listen to your music and just, like, if your song was to come on, do you just not want to hear it anymore? Or do you do you like to sit through it sometimes? Uh, How many times did we listen to it? Yeah, we listened to it a couple of times on the release day. <laughs> but, um... It's a good sign. I think now, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I kind of usually skip if it because it comes on in like playlists and like radio-based things on Spotify when I'm listening to other bands. Like I don't know, Colour Man will come on. I sort of just skip past it now. But 
Oh no, listening because you have to listen to your songs like over thousands of times when you're like in production process. You're kind of a bit sick of it by the time it's released and everyone's getting here for that first time. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Oh, I could never listen to our episodes ever. Like I've, <laughs> I've never, ever, ever listened to them. I can't yeah, listen to my own voice. It's miserable. I could never yeah. do it. So that's why I asked that question. I've been asked that a fair few times by people though. Like, how do you go listen to your own voice? And it's like, yeah, I'm used to it now, but I'm still, still don't love it, but I'm used to it. <laughs> sound weird to you after a period of time like if you're just listening to it too much for example if you're working on a song and you're just mm. playing it and playing it and playing it does it just sound like it doesn't even sound anymore yeah kind of. <laughs> yeah you definitely gotta have your like maybe like two weeks break of not listening come back to it with like fresh set of ears and be like okay yeah yeah for sure yeah. So you've played some pretty sick gigs over the past few years with some lovely bands and you're meant to have some shows coming up with Shag Rock. Fingers crossed that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is there a band on your bucket list that you want to play with, open up for, have them open for you? Um, we were talking about it on um, Friday. Mm-hmm. I reckon Vanilla Gorilla, we would love to play with them. They actually released an album mm-hmm. on Friday as well, which is amazing. Um them would oh they would be fantastic to play for or um Pacific Avenue they're sort of my two um I suppose ones that I think about a little bit that I'd really like yeah to play they'd with. be rad mm. yeah definitely um but like kind of outside of Australia as well um Marlin's Dreaming from New Zealand they're True. Like one of my favorite bands so I'd love to be able to support them if we could uh have go over to over the ditch to New Zealand. Yeah, and, uh, that would be Mako Road. Mako Road as well over there. It's really cool. Yeah. They're coming. Yeah. They're meant or they're meant to be coming. They're coming in, 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 in September. <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed. Um, so started like little thing. I don't know why we started or when it happened, but we always ask your favorite or like most memorable gig memory and also like a horror story or your worst gig memory that you've had. Ooh. Oh, um, my favourite gig would have had to be uh, two. Oh, when was it two years ago? We played um, a festival up in Queensland in this place called Yapoon Village Festival. Um, there was probably I think there was like eight thousand people there when we played, and we like kind of got to go there. I think we were there for like three to four days, but hanging out on the beach, like just chilling. Everyone was like hanging out and we got to support uh, Kingswood on the Friday night. And this, then the next night was the big night. We supported Hoodoo Gurus. Um, so, so yeah, that was, that was a sick memory and just, yeah, hanging out with the boys on the beach and just chilling was one of the sickest memories. And like getting to fly to a gig as well. We just felt like G'd up. Like this, yeah. is, this is living. <laughs> <laughs> this is living. So, for sure. That, that was one of my coolest ones. Yeah, we had um we played at this festival um in a small country town called Kiatawi in South Australia earlier this year. And um we've rocked up to this festival and the night before we played was a horror story because my <laughs> <laughs> Corbin said, I'll bring a swag for you, and he's brought like the mattress and that, but he forgot to bring all the pegs. So my swag <laughs> ended up getting absolutely soaked. But 
the next day we've woken up and we're like just all so excited to be playing. The festival started at midday and I reckon we played at about nine yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> and so at about 12, we're like, oh, we'll have a couple of quiet beers throughout the day. And we proceeded to just have a couple of quiet beers every couple of hours. And by no means were we off their face, but we were just so fatigued from <laughs> drinking all day. When we got on stage, it was we're actually kind of looking back on it. We've like we've stuffed up in that aspect. Yeah. But playing on stage, just I'm playing through songs and like, oh, I hope my muscle memory carries me through this because I can't remember where the song goes for me. So we ended up watching that gig back and it wasn't it wasn't probably to the extent that we thought it was when we were playing. We were still pretty proud of how it went, but we definitely learnt to kind of calm the excitement, particularly mm. on big day yeah. festivals rather than rocking up to a gig and having to wait an hour and a half to be played. It's definitely a nap time. We put in nap time now in between those. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a good nap call. time. Yeah. I love nap. the term quiet beers. Quiet Um. So, what are your plans for now that this EP is out there and released for the rest of the year slash twenty twenty two? We'd love to be able to tour this EP. Um, we. Trying to stay as flexible as we can, given a lot of states are going through very different restrictions at the moment. So, where we can, we'll be coming to as many kind of states as we can, particularly on the east coast to play. Um, and then hopefully looking at doing some regional shows mm. um, over kind of the January summer period. I think that'd be really cool. Um, we'd like yeah. to get back to Mildura to play another show there. Um, and yeah, I suppose. Uh, Potential album work. <laughs> um, we got we're in a writing phase of a number of different songs at the moment, and pretty excited at that prospect as well. Um, so at the moment, just utilising the the mm. lack of shows to to focus on that, and then as soon as we can, just be out playing shows and doing what we love. Yeah, yeah, lovely. I mean, it's perfect yeah. time to be in a writing phase. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it is. There's yeah. fucking nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. It's been a bloody mm. pleasure having you. Cheers, And uh, finally, nice, after all this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, keen to see you guys hopefully play a gig somewhere in Melbourne mm. one day yeah. when we're yeah. allowed yeah. to yeah. even Fingers walk out of our yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not be just walking down the street. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, thank you so much. We usually do a bit of a cheers at the end of our videos. If you want to oh, join yeah. us in a bit of a cheers, I've noticed you've got teas in cheers your Cheers in the camera. We'll just, we'll just cheers. cheers. Oh. You guys can do a cheers. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. No worries. Have a lovely rest of your day doing whatever thank the you. fuck you're doing yeah. and <laughs> watching Netflix and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There's fucking nothing on Netflix either. I'm Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I've watched it four times. Dude, in the last lockdown, I watched it twice, and this one I already watched it twice. I'm done. I know it off my heart now. (laughs) Have you guys been just smashing that out? Mm. Yeah, we've got two left, I think, over the past three days. Oh, yeah. Love Mm. it. Over the past three days. Yeah. (laughs) What's your favourite, though? That's the the million-dollar question. I think, oh, no... 
that number four is my favourite. Oh, uh, is that a cup? Try with a cup. Goblet of fire. Goblet of fire. Goblet of fire. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Order of the Phoenix for me. Prisoner of Azkaban. So good. Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban. That's a winner. Phoenix is good though, but that fucking mole's in it. I hate her. She really makes me angry. Whatever her bloody name is. Umbridge. Oh, hate Umbridge, yeah. mate. She, she drives me up the wall. Oh, yeah. We were just screaming at the TV the other night. Like, Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> actually, <laughs> though. Uh, it was so funny because the other day um, I was watching it and I realised my sister, who's like literally nearly 18, has never watched Harry Potter in her life. And oh, I was like, really? who fucking raised you? You're, you're not even a part of my family. Yeah. I literally like, you're not even a sibling to me. No, it's fine. It was ridiculous. Our housemate, our housemate doesn't see me either. So he's just oh like God. walking in and out like, what the fuck is <laughs> watching? Like, you have not lived, mate. Come on. No, it's ridiculous. Oh, I've like picked it apart so much that like mm. if you go back and watch Order of the Phoenix where they're like signing that thing, go I'll send you a video. Watch Fred sign that fucking form. He can't write. He has the worst <laughs> handwriting ever. This is like, this is how much I've pulled it apart. He just You're can't write the shit. Proper dyslexic. I can't even. Anyway, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I'll dissect it for ages otherwise. But yeah, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your day. And have a lovely lockdown and enjoy crying to the next two Harry Potter movies. Yeah, that's going to be sick. <laughs> See you. Guys, have a good one. So I roll up my sleeves and my last cigarette. Walk out the door.